Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast, where we promote eating your fucking cinnamon rolls, bitch. Go eat them, motherfucker. Hello, and welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Attack on Titan, the final season, the final chapters, special one. Uh, I know that's a mouthful. Uh, so this is the first half of the, basically the part three of the final season of Attack on Titan. And this first part adapts chapters 131 through 134 of the manga. And... Uh, I mean, this has been long awaited. Uh, it's kind of funny. So I've, I've literally been like staying up all night. I'm a huge fan of this series, just up front. So I was like staying up all night waiting for the episode to come out. And it didn't come out at the same time on streaming services as it did on the live Japan uh, television broadcast. But uh, it did come out the same day, luckily. I, was, I heard rumors that it might come out tomorrow. Which I'm recording this today of. I literally just watched the uh, special a, f- a few minutes ago, but um, I-, I heard rumors it might come out tomorrow, which would have really sucked because I've I've been waiting for this. I'm ready now just to watch it, and uh, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. Um, this uh, I w- I have to say the animation. Just to say this up front, the animation is insane. This is probably the best animation that MAP has done for Attack on Titan yet. I mean, there's still some scenes that have like some weird expressions, especially with uh, Reiner's mom. That's uh, it's a little weird, but for the most part, everyone else looks really good. Uh, and also, I have to say, this episode, because I, I, as someone that read the manga, I, I had a certain idea of what I ex- like expected it to be, the episode how it was going to adapt these chapters. I already had an idea of how it should play out in the, you know, media form of uh, anime. And I know I had, like, certain music in mind that I thought should be used. I had certain, like, cuts I thought should happen. So I will say this, that episode, the episode definitely subverted my expectations, but in a good way. I mean, this episode provided a take on the chapters that I didn't, originally see and that just goes to show that everyone that reads it has their own take and uh the director of this i think he said that he wanted the part one and part two of this final thing to be feel like it was a movie um that's like kind of similar to neon genesis evangelion which is uh evangelion (laughs) which is uh has a very dark tone to it very depressing ending especially the end of evangelion uh which is kind of similar to i would say the tone of this is really similar to code geass and neon genesis uh and they accomplished that really well that tone of just despair and grief and i always imagine a more epic and like dramatic take on this whereas the anime just really went straight up horror despair destruction no really like putting an epic spin on it it's just tragedy it's just like awful what's happening um so but like uh, but still other scenes actually played out the way i thought they'd be and they did like cool things with them um like the aaron uh all of them in the paths talking to aaron that scene was really good and that was that was pretty similar to how i thought it would be uh the but like also like the final part of one thirty of one thirty four that whole thing that they adapted was way different than what I imagined it would be, but I still thought it was really good. Um, they they left out something which I'll get to that uh, I I I'm almost if they don't include it in the next episode I will be very angry because I think it is a, probably some of the best panels in the entire series as far as the manga goes. So it'd really be it'd be like why would you not include these in the anime? And it's just more shots of the rumbling that they didn't show. Um, that's kind of more worldwide because we really just saw 
in this episode they show the destruction of marley and like the utter just devastation that happens there they don't really get to see the other continents some of the panels in 134 show this but they didn't include it here but um i'm assuming they'll have it open the next part like the opening of the next episode will be these panels um in cinematic form but who knows we'll see it was interesting they didn't include it though but i thought they did a this they the route they took was still really good and uh it had a different effect than i would have expected <sighs> sorry um yeah but i guess we'll just uh we'll get to, well i think we'll just get into it <laughs> honestly i think we'll just start from the beginning um Actually, maybe we'll maybe we'll go back to uh. So the last episode that we saw in the series was episode twenty eight of season four, which showed uh, it was actually adapting a chapter that is not chronologically in the same order as the series, but is actually technically right before Aaron starts the rumbling, and it's Mikasa reflecting on Aaron and how he acted in uh, Liberia when they all visited, and the opening of this new episode is very intrinsically connected to uh, Dawn of Humanity just because in this episode we actually get to see Aaron's perspective on everything that happened there whereas before we saw Mikasa's perspective um and yeah the 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 episode uh, the special I mean starts with it's actually it opens with a scene which a lot of people that read the manga had were like kind of wondering how they're gonna handle this in in the anime because the anime didn't actually include a very important piece of dialogue in the very first episode. That's from the very first chapter of the uh, manga. That's Mikasa telling Aaron, uh, "See you later." And it's like him waking up. That was a dream he had. Was Mikasa saying that? They didn't include that in the uh, anime, but in the opening of this episode, they kind of. They have they show that dream of Aaron and uh, Mikasa like saying that to him, and then they w- and then he wakes up and it's the same scene from the first episode of the anime. So they kind of just like showed us what the dream that he was having was. Um, so I thought that was kind of smart how they did it because I I know a lot of people were assuming that they're gonna do like a anime original ending for this, but I knew they weren't gonna do that because. Everything in the series is so set up as in the way that like it all everything has payoffs and a lot of the ending stuff that is paid off in the ending has already been set up in the anime. So if they didn't do the way the manga ended, then it would be like why do they set these things up if they just didn't get a payoff? Like Isayama in like intricately uh like designed this ser- like story to have these payoffs and these setups. And I I feel like and no matter if you don't like if you even if you hate the ending of the manga the way it all played out was planned from the beginning essentially while he's writing the story he knew how he he knew how it would end and i think the way he ended it was the best way it could have ended for the way he set it up because i I see all these like fan endings and i i always think back to myself i'm like you know these are cool and all but they don't fit with the style and tone in the way that isayama set up things like all these things that he set up that get paid off in the finale are just retconned in these fan endings, and it's like, okay, so what? I don't, I don't know. I, I just that's my little rant. But um, anyway, where were we? Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know. Where, where we at? We were at the opening, right, of this new episode. Oh yeah, it's, so after the see you later thing, um, we cut to. There's no opening. Which I think is fine. We the final opening with the rumbling that was that was the perfect final opening for the series. Uh, so we didn't need an opening this time. But we get just get like a black screen with the the text says like a final or chapter one the rumbling. So like this final uh, spe- these two specials are divided into different chapters. This episode has two chapters. I'm not sure how many chapters will be in the next episode, but we'll see. The chapter I thought there would be more chapters in this episode because the chapters go on longer than I thought they would. Like a lot happens in chapter one. It's like one thirty one mixed with one thirty two, and then chapter two is one thirty three through one thirty four. Uh, but yeah, 
Um, so I, yeah, we basically just cut immediately to the open nib one thirty one. It, it it really adapts it well. I would say it's one for one almost from the manga. Uh, Aaron talking to himself, reflecting on the fact that he is the person. He is the monster at this point. He he realizes that he's the villain, but he also sees that there's no other choice. And he feels horrible for walking around on the in the streets of Liberia and helping people because he knows that they're all going to die by his hands anyway. So why should he be acting like he should be enjoying any of this? And there's like the chapter in the in the manga. It, it, it like it actually helps that the episode before this was Mika's perspective because it really sh- like juxtaposes. It shows that like how messed up Aaron was in the head at this time how like why he was acting so cold why he was crying when he was uh when Mikasa saw him you get the answers to all that and I think uh it's just really good storytelling the setup and the payoff here and um but yeah Aaron sees this the kid that we saw in the last episode of in like the tents and stuff that they're partying with and the kid that robbed Sasha um <clears throat> or was it Levi or Sasha? I don't know. But Aaron sees him getting beat up by Marlians and he steps in and helps him, but like he still feels he feels guilty because he knows that eventually this kid is going to die because of the rumbling. And that's why I think it's so Aaron is so interesting because he's he knows what he's doing is wrong and he knows like the way he's doing it is wrong, but he genuinely doesn't see any other option. And it's so in line with this character too, because it's been set up from the beginning that he will do anything to take out his enemies, um, whether it be titans or humans. And he realized that they they really couldn't stop this idea of hate unless they just wiped everything out, which is a little extreme, a little extreme, extremely extreme, like Jesus, mass genocide. And uh, but to him, he he saw no other option. It's but it, it still wasn't right what he did. And um, that's why he's the villain at this point. But it was a, it's just an interesting shift to how he used to be the protagonist. Or he like he kind of still is the protagonist, but he used to be the hero of the story. And now he's definitely the villain. He's the final boss. Um, but yeah, if he, he rescues his kid from getting beat up and then he confesses to him how sorry he is for what he's going to do in the future. And the kid has no idea what he's talking about. He's like, why are you crying? And, uh, oh, cutting back to, uh, in the beginning of the episode, actually, right right after we get the title card, we see, uh, the kid that Aaron's helping, his name's Ramsey, he, uh, Ramsey's helping his brother, uh, they're, like, scrounging over, um, money that they have, and talking about how eventually they can escape, basically, poverty, but this is all, uh, cut short by the rumbling showing up in Marley, and, this whole opening scene, you get to see the it jumps back between Aaron talking to the kid in the past and then the present of the kid being absolutely just demolished by Aaron or the rumbling, and it's it's really tragic. The I, I in the in the when I was reading the manga, I always imagined uh, the the song that played when Aaron's mom was eaten playing right here because I really thought that they're very close parallels both of these scenes. Because now Aaron has fully become the thing that he resented most. And also, like, the whole freedom thing. I mean, come on. That's, like, the most iconic panel in the whole series. So, I don't know. I thought they are going to use a more, like, heavy track. But instead, they use this really just terrifying song that's just really just... It gave me goosebumps. It was just really freaky. Um, It just made me feel uneasy, almost, just watching all of these people just be wiped out it like props to the director and the whole staff for really evoking that sense of dread um but yeah we see aaron like he's crying to the kid and the kid and his brother are trying back in present the kid and his brother are trying to run from the rumbling but there's nothing they can do they just get crushed and the anime doesn't hold back i mean obviously it's not nearly as i mean uh it's nearly, I don't know. It's not as bad as the manga with its violence, but it's damn close. It, they really show a lot of 
like messed up shit. People being crushed. Like they show Ramsey's head being completely crushed like a watermelon, bro. Like it's bad. <laughs> like his teeth breaking shit. It's brutal. Um but yeah, and then it's just uh we see a lot more of the rumbling just wrecking people, demolishing everyone. Some guy kills himself rather than instead of being crushed. Uh, we actually get to see Aaron's grandparents who are locked up in like the insane asylum. They're just like, oh, is this judgment day has finally come. And I think that's kind of cool. That wasn't in the manga. It's kind of full circle. All of this extra stuff they had with the rumbling wasn't in the manga, which gives me hope that they'll definitely flesh out the ending and hopefully improve the dialogue there because that was my main problem with the manga ending. Most of the final chapter was just, damn, that dialogue was ass uh it, and yeah like the next episode now i think about it next episode is gonna have to be like you know, almost two hours long probably if they really want to properly adapt everything plus flesh it out it's no it can't be nearly as short as this episode was so we'll see but yeah um all these people are just being destroyed and then we finally get the the infamous um freedom panel and they animate it so well. It looks so perfect. The way they do skies, Mappa really reminds me of, Wit, of how Wit did it back in like season three. Um, it it was really good. Uh, they have a full like three sixty shot of Aaron's fluid moving clothes. It's not still at all. And um, yeah, and you actually get to see the freedom that he sees. It's uh, it's not anything good it's just footprint giant footprints in the ground flattened earth smushed bodies just you know ugliness and that's like the that's the whole point is that Aaron's like oh I'm finally free I'm finally I've reached this point of that I've always wanted to reach I'm seeing the things I've always wanted to see but in reality the things he's seeing are you know death and destruction and I think that him seeing, like, acting like this is freedom is a coping device for him in that moment because we later see Aaron inside of the uh, Founding Titan and he does not look like he's having a good time. He looks very depressed. And I, um, I think also the kid Aaron is because the only other time we've had, like, a full Founding Titan was Amir. And she got the Titan when she was a kid. So. And, like, that's the form she has in the paths is she's a kid. So I think the reason that Aaron becomes a kid again is because when he gained the founding titan, he was a kid. He was right after his mom died. So that's the form he takes in the paths as the founding titan. That's the reason. At least I assume. Uh, but, yeah, he the freedom scene happens, and Armin looks at him, and he's terrified of what he's seen he's like holy shit Aaron what if what are you doing and he, then he snaps back to reality and Armin's like what the, what the hell was that why was I why was I there but he, I think he doesn't really he doesn't really realize it like um he doesn't realize like he was there at all he just kind of snaps back to reality and he he's like oh that must have just been a daydream um and that that gets paid off in the next and the later in the manga and probably later in the anime as well. And that I think that right there confirms that they are going to do an anime original ending. Just because, like I said, it's so intricately designed where there's setups and payoffs, and this is one of those things where it's set up, like, why is Armin in the paths? That's, that's going to get a payoff later, and you can't really change the ending of the manga um, if you want that to be paid off correctly. So, I don't know. Uh... But yeah, so after that, we get this really, really... I hated this in the manga, and I hate it here. This really cringy scene of uh, Armin and Annie talking and having, like, uh, revealing their true feelings for each other. And I just... I never felt like they fleshed out Annie enough in the in neither medium to really make me care about her as a character. And they didn't really flesh out Armin talking to her either in her crystal. So I don't know. I just never really got, like... I never got attached to either of them as a couple or a thing. So I didn't buy it in the manga, and I definitely don't buy it here. I think it's actually done worse here because 
I don't know. It's just it's just kind of just comes out of nowhere in my opinion, and it doesn't really fit in with the rest of what's going on. It's not necessary at all. We don't need a last minute romance in a story that's not about that. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, and then I think we we cut to uh, after Aaron and Annie or uh, Armin and Annie talk. We see Aaron inside the Titan, and we don't actually in the manga. This is interesting. So in the manga, you see Aaron, and he has the like neck bone attached to his head, and like he's just sitting inside the mouth of his founding Titan. But in this, you only see his head, and his eyes are open as well. They weren't in the manga, and his head's sitting there, and you don't see what he's attached to. You just kind of see his head, which makes me wonder: Is it going to be the same the way he dies, or? I already said spoiler alert for the manga, so yeah, spoiler alert, Aaron dies. Is it going to be the same as uh, the manga right there? That's what I'm wondering, because they do, it, it is di- it is different. And also later in the episode, they, Levi talks about how Aaron is in the nape, most likely. And that's what I'm, I'm thinking, that maybe instead of being in the mouth like he was in the manga, he might be in the nape of the neck this time. And if that's the case... We might not get that horrible, horrible scene of. I I just really don't want to see Mikasa kissing Aaron's decapitated head. That's gonna be very off-putting. Especially I watched the show with my mom. Um, I like to see her reaction to it because this is like one of the best shows where there's just so many moments that are like holy shit, just like Game of Thrones. Uh, but I I really that's like one of those holy shit moments that I don't want to see adapted because it's just really just. It's like what the fuck it's so just it took it took me out of the moment in the manga i was going from super emotional and i was like in it and then all of a sudden that happened and i was like what the fuck hell nah so yeah hopefully they maybe they got the right idea and they changed that i think that's one of the things that say up my probably most deeply regrets is that single panel of mikasa kissing aaron's decapitated head with emir smiling in the back that's a cursed as that's a cursed panel uh but anyway we now then we cut back or we cut to uh the the squad is now at i i think i can't remember what continent they're going to it might be hizuru hizuru i don't know it's some little like outpost that they go to they fix the flying boat which is basically it's just a plane so they can go fly over Aaron and drop on him and they're fixing it up, and there's this really, really cringy scene between Annie and Mikasa, where Mikasa realizes that Annie has a crush on Armin. That was another just, like, really? <laughs> That's, uh, it took me out. That, that, I would say the whole stretch between, um, like, the freedom scene and, like, the scene where, uh, is it Yelena? Yeah, like Yelena talks about Aaron's plan. Like, everything between those was, I don't know, not the best. That was probably the worst part of the whole episode. But the rest of the episode was pretty good, so um, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but yeah, like I, like I said, we there's a scene with Yelena, and she is discussing how Aaron was planning on, after attacking Liberia and taking out, like, the main attack ships and all that that we saw in episode 28, his plan was to go to this uh, outpost in the desert that has a bunch of airships. Because if he takes out the airships, then that is sealed, basically seals humanity's fate for being extinct. So he's on the move, going to do that. And uh, now the squad knows where they're going or where they need to fly to to stop Aaron. So... Um, and then I think that's when uh, Flock shows up randomly and uh, just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> he just, uh, oh wait, no, maybe it wasn't that. It might have been. I, I, they kind of, they switched up the order of scenes from, like I said, I literally just watched this, so, but they switched up the order of scenes from the manga and the anime. They kind of switched some scenes around. And uh, I can't remember if Annie leaves first before flock shows up or not i can't honestly can't remember but uh yeah they're all like waving goodbye to annie and and 
and he's like, I can't fight anymore, so I'm just going to dip. Um, and she takes Falco and Gabby with her and the his real lady. And then I think Flock shows up. And, I mean, it's just kind of like the manga, just kind of out of nowhere. He just shows up. He, he's not dead for some reason. He somehow hung on to that ship. Even Hanji says, like, he really hung on to the ship the whole time. Like, that's like several days <laughs> you're on the sea. Um, but whatever. Yeah, he's alive. And he doesn't really do much. He shoots the plane, the plane's, like, fuel tank. But then he gets shot anyway. And he, like, shoots, like, five rounds and doesn't hit a single person and kind of hits the fuel tank. But whatever. Yeah, Flock finally dies. Uh, I know people love Flock, but I think he's kind of a... He's a whack-ass character. He, he got definitely got some issues. Uh, but he's like, his dying words are talking about how they they need a devil to survive and everyone on the island is going to die if they kill Aaron. And, you know, if the manga, if they, if they stay true to the manga, then that's correct. Everyone does die eventually, which is one of the main problems I had with the manga was just everyone dies um after the whole series which is like it really makes you think like what was the point of everything <laughs> like why why would what was the point i like it makes it, at the end it's just so just it's like aaron gets stopped from doing the rumbling fully and then he dies and then uh Paradis island is destroyed like 80 years later and everyone dies and that's that's it that's just like why it makes me wonder like what was the point of stopping the rumbling it almost like proves Aaron's point at the end which makes me wonder like what was I don't know it's like a backwards philosophy right there so we'll see if the anime stays true to that um but yeah then the they so flock shot holes in the fuel tank of the plane so they need to weld it and they, they still take probably like an hour to do so but Nope, they don't got time for that because the rumbling has arrived to where they are. And it, I, this scene is so well done. I'm not going to lie. It is the Thanji. The, the, they, in the manga, it's one of those scenes that just goes by really fast. And you're not really sure what happened or why it happens. Because it doesn't really look like Hanji's doing anything uh, to, you know, like, stop the rumbling or slow down the rumbling in the manga it just kind of looks like she's sat, like just killing herself uh but in in the anime they really go all out on this scene and this is probably the highlight scene of the whole episode um this and the freedom scene for me what the the freedom scene was i, I thought that would be my highlight but i think the hanji scene is actually better which is really interesting because in the manga it's not even close I love the freedom scene way more in the manga than the Hanji scene in the manga. But for this, yeah, I think the Hanji scene kind of takes a cake. Um, she's like, I don't, none of you guys can sacrifice yourselves because all of you have Titan powers and you're needed to stop Eren. I kind of put all of you up to this to stop Eren. So it should be me that sacrificed myself here to stop the rumbling or stop long enough for you guys to escape. So... That's what happens. Uh, she puts on her Odium gear, Thunder Spears, flies up, and I'm not sure if they got back the guy who did the um, Levi scene versus Levi v. Kenny scene in episode two of season three. Or was that episode one? I can't remember, but it's really similar. It's just as good, and it looks fucking awesome uh, as Hanji's flying around through the billions. Uh, like, they they went all out on this. It looks so cool for taking out Titans. She take she takes out so many Titans here, um, and she it genuinely looks like she's actually slowing it down for uh our like main characters to escape. Um, it looks like she's actually doing something. It's not like she's just killing herself. She does make a difference, <clears throat> which I think is they really like make her badass, which is fair to do because i don't really think she's really ever had a scene where she just goes all out like this but she's been around just as long as levi i'm pretty sure so she has skill she's just never really shown it off and here she goes crazy um 
well done definitely better than the manga here so good job to the anime uh mappa good job yeah so hanji goes out like a badass the ship is able to escape um and the music they played was so perfect i i don't know how to pronounce the song title but it's from like the first season it's really good and i it was game nostalgia so epic um but yeah uh hanji wakes up in the footprints of the colossal titan she's now in like the afterlife and this like this whole scene really looked like it was animated again like it was animated by wit maybe it's just because of the skies they remind me so much of them just like the freedom scene uh those blue skies man really gives me wit vibes but as Hanji's talking to all of her funk like she sees Erwin and uh, Sasha and she's talking to him and she's like man y'all left at the worst time left me with like the worst possible situation and they're like yeah my bad you can talk to us all about it and uh yeah that was, that was a really well done scene i was i was really happy with it um r.i.p hanji so after this uh our our squad tries to regroup and is like what are we going to do now how do we take out the founding titan and they basically decide that they um need to have armin go under it and blow up Eren basically by transforming and uh they also surmise that zeke is probably the one that's actually like the one who's the catalyst for the rumbling he's the one with royal blood so if they take out zeke then aaron doesn't have access to a founder power anymore so um it'll stop the rumbling so uh Uh, Levi's like I'll take out Zeke you guys just help me do that and then um, Jean uh, or Jean starts to talk to uh, Reiner about how he understands like his perspective now and like he gets it and Reiner flashes back to the way Aaron talked to him in the basement in Liberia about how he understands Reiner where he came from and Reiner at that point kind of comes to a he's like what if Aaron wants us to stop him what if he wants us to put an end to all this he's just like waiting um because why hasn't he taken away their powers if he's the founding titan he can take away all the titan powers from whoever he wants and if there's anyone that poses a threat to him he can just especially if they're titans he can just remove their powers so why hasn't he done that um and then then we cut all of a sudden to all of them in the paths they're all sitting there the squad and Aaron is or Aaron doesn't show up immediately uh, they're all just kind of sitting there and they see the the tree and they basically all just call out this is like just like the manga I, I love this scene of the manga I, I really like it here they all call out to Aaron like basically just confessing how sorry they are for pushing him to the, this point and how he all he has to do is just stop now and he'll be forgiven he doesn't need to do any more genocide for their sake. They're sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's really heartbreaking, especially in the context of the whole series, just seeing how far they've come and how far Aaron has fallen um, into just despair. And it's like, damn, these guys were all like childhood friends, and now this one of them is just destroying the entire world. So, yeah, it's pretty tough. But, uh,. Then Mikasa finally calls out and is like, please stop, don't burn your sins uh, on on yourself. It's also our faults for what happened. And then finally Child Aaron appears and he's like, you know, you guys are free to stop me. You're free to go back to the island and I'm free to keep going forward and complete the rumbling. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to let Paradise Island future rest in fate which that whole line if they stick to the manga that doesn't really make any sense because i guess like in the episode they kind of say they have Aaron say he wants paradise island to be safe for decades but in the manga it kind of like implies that he wants it to be safe forever so he doesn't he says he doesn't want it to be left up to fate but in the end of the manga it's revealed his whole plan was that he knew they'd stop him when he killed 80 percent of people and the rumbling would stop and at that at that point, like, 
did he, did he know that 80 or so years later everyone would be wiped out anyway? Like, how is that leaving it up to... Isn't that leaving it up to fate? Or, like, did he know that everyone would be wiped out anyway? So I just... I don't know. If he knew everyone would be wiped out, why do you give him the option to stop him? So, <sighs> I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, he's like, I'm not... The only way to stop me... That's what Aaron is like. You know, the only way to stop me is to stop me from breathing. Gotta kill me. Must tatakai. Must stop. You must fight. Um... And all the squad's just like, damn, really, dude? You're, that's how you're going to do us? And uh, they all run to Aaron. And as they're running to him, like, they're going over a hill. And then it's like a mind trick. All of a sudden, like, they're in front of Reiner and Peek and them running to Aaron. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, behind them. And they realize they've just been, like, running in a loop. It's just because Aaron can he, – he has the rules there. So – but Aaron's up there, with Amir shows up, and they're just like, yeah, you're going to have to just fight us if you want to stop us. So, peace. I'm here to say that there's no discussion needed. And then Aaron dips, and, uh, yeah, our squad's just, like, broken, just like, damn. Well, I guess we ain't talking to him. We just gotta, <laughs> you gotta fight. And after this, we, uh, I think we get the scene where Annie... Or Falco and Gabby talk to Annie about how Falco had a dream that he was a bird. And, I mean, I was fine with this in the manga. This comes off a little out of nowhere here. Just because I feel like Falco and Gabby haven't really done much. I don't know. It's ever since the the rumbling started, they kind of just had a backseat. And then all of a sudden, Falco can, like, be a bird. I know he's the jaw, like the jaw titan and shit, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they they realize that Falco can potentially fly with his titan, so new ability unlocked. Hooray! Uh, and then uh, I think at that point we get to this is where chapter one thirty four is. This is like the last part of the episode. They don't actually include the like I said earlier. They don't include the opening of one thirty four where you see the rumbling all over the world, the people pushed to the cliff, the baby being, the mother throwing the baby back over, as she falls to her death trying to save her child. It's just all very good like symbolism, um, and also you like seeing Historia have her baby. I think all of that's gonna actually be in the opening of the next part. Like it'll that'll, that'll all just open it, and then we'll cut to the fight of uh, the. Alliance versus Aaron, but uh, I don't know. I, I was I was shocked they didn't include it, but uh, I guess it kind of makes sense from like if you're watching this as a, you know, as like a movie, it would just kind of not really make sense as far as the scene order goes for it just to cut to like a montage of people dying again right there. I thought the way they did it was fine, um, and it'll make more sense in context of both episodes. I think so. Uh, the music they used here is, so we, yeah, we cut to them going on this train, all the survivors, the alien survivors of Liberia, like Annie's dad, Reiner's mom, Gabby's parents, they're all going on a train to the forts that Aaron's heading to. And the music that they used for like this whole scene was like the same music that was played at the end of episode 28 of season four, where the like a lot of the human military alliance is all on their ships waiting for the rumbling to show up. And so I don't know something about it. It just, it worked there in that scene. I feel like, but here, I, I don't know. I just didn't really think it fit the tone for the scene, especially with the speech that the commander of the whole fort was giving. So yeah, like the Eldians go up to the top of the fort in their, um, like train and Reiner's, Reiner's mom is uh like having like flashbacks to how bad she treated Reiner and she feels terrible and yeah I said earlier Reiner's mom's face here looks a little weird she kind of looks like a she looks like a titan almost which I mean fair enough but uh (laughs) the but the music like the speed the the music is just very it doesn't have that weight to it that emotional weight that should be playing when a scene like this is happening like this is the last stand for the entire world like this is it and this is the last of humanity and the guy up in the tower like the commander of the fort is giving a speech talking about how everyone needs to like leave their hate behind 
we need to join as one we are all one race we are humans we like our hate created this devil that is now here to destroy us he's talking about Aaron as the devil and in the manga i had like this that's he's talking about this especially with like the montage of the rumbling happening all over the world that speech combined with those panels was really powerful and i always imagined like this epic fucking music playing like super climactic like this is it and i don't know they they could have chosen like a lot of other tracks and they chose like this one that i don't know just kind of took me out of it maybe it's just i had this own preconceived notion in my head of what that should be like but i feel like the tone of the music wasn't the same as what should be there especially given the speech and i feel like it might have maybe even been more powerful with the even though maybe the scenes didn't quite fit with the cinematic way they're doing it, the panels of all the people dying across the world combined with the speech the commander was giving was really powerful in the manga. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so the commander sends like the last airships. They have like a bunch of bombs that they're going to drop on Aaron. They fly over. The rumbling arrives to like near the fort in the desert. So the ships fly over, start to drop the bombs, and they added way more scenes of the Titans getting wrecked by these bombs, just like they did add a bunch of scenes with the rumbling. They they actually make it look like the military is doing a lot more than they did in the manga. Like, there actually looks like they make a difference a little bit. Like, some of the rumbling Titans are burning alive. Like, you just see, like, their skeletons basically being left. Um, and, I mean, the whole sky turns red with the flames and it, it look it just looks really badass and uh but then just like the manga aaron creates zeke with the warhammer titan and zeke's all white this time which is that's how i thought it was in the manga but i mean i didn't know how it was gonna look here but he has zeke uh throw like zeke, zeke classic he throws his gravel pebbles giant boulders out of the airships destroys them all and uh like just like that they're all wiped out all six airships or so and the commander's just like damn i'm sorry guys that was uh, my bad maybe i shouldn't have just sent all of them at once but you know whatever so <laughs> then everyone's like yeah we're doomed we're fucked uh, aaron's coming to kill us and like the hellscape that the fires of the like falling airships and the bombs all created it just looks so cool with like zeke up there on aaron and aaron moving forward with the rumbling just it looks incredible uh and then right then that's that's when uh the plane shows up that uh onyakapon is flying with the alliance shows up and it just barely makes it over the founding titan um all of the alliance jumps out they're all hyped like all right we're not they're not hyped but i mean they're ready to, they're ready to kick some ass they're like all right we gotta we're gonna we're sorry Aaron, but we gotta take you down bro we're sorry and they jump out of the plane and they got this epic music playing it's pretty hype um animation is incredible uh it, they have all of them like trying to land on Aaron, and that's like already a huge scene in itself Reiner turns into the armored titan all over Zeke. And that panel in the manga was so badass, and they really translated it well for the anime. And uh, I think this is basically where it ends, almost. Like, all of the Elias lands on top of Eren. And then Armin asks Eren the question at the end of 134, which is the end of this. He's like, yo, Eren what are you really free like what is free about what you're doing right now how are you free and then we get a shot of aaron's titan one last time and then cut boom cut and that's it so then they have the ending song and they have like a little bit of visuals in the ending they have ravens and someone walking up a hill to a tree and then the tree shows the tree that's at the or that amir found the whack-ass tree and yeah the, the eddie saw is okay as well i didn't think it was nearly as good as like what sim did with the rumbling but it was okay and yeah that's that was the episode um i'm trying to think of some other things to touch on levi levi i mean 
he still hasn't had much to do since he got blown up in this episode. He doesn't really have much to do either. His Hanji scene, him talking to Hanji is pretty emotional. And his overall attitude is refreshing to see because he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And he's like, he even kind of breaks the fourth wall. He's like, you know, if I sit in here any longer, you guys are going to forget about me. And it's true. Like, I kind of forgot Levi was even here sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, he has a snarky attitude. He calls the Beast Titan a bitch and uh, a furry fuck or whatever. But I'm very hyped to see their climatic encounter in the next episode. Which I hear isn't going to be until, like, September or October. Which, damn, that's that's a long fucking time. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing at that point. Uh, but I guess we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, uh, this episode, like I said earlier, it, 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 it subverted my expectations, but in a really good way. I love the tone that they're going for. It's not really as epic as it is just terrifying and full of dread and despair and it's just really like horrifying to see uh it it gives you the feeling like this is the worst possible outcome for everyone we are in the apocalypse right now um and they don't hold back on the the violence which i think was really good that they didn't they shouldn't have held back on the violence um because if they did I feel like the impact of the rumbling wouldn't have been as hard. Uh, yeah, it was it was very very good. I, I will say there are some like I, there are some moments I said touched on earlier that I just wasn't a huge fan of, like some of the this the Annie Annie scenes. Really, every scene that Annie was in, I did not like. I I don't really like her as a character, and uh, her whole Armin thing I didn't like. That thing with Falco was a yeah. Her scene of Mikasa was horrible. Uh, I guess all of that was just—I just wasn't a big fan of. Uh, but everything else was good, really good. Um, it was different from what I thought it would be, but it was still good. I think I still can't decide if like if what they did was better than what, the, what I thought they should do. Just I've just had this idea of what they should do for so long. Like I had this—I had the Vogel I'm Cafe. If that's how you pronounce it, that song playing over the freedom scene, that was in my mind for so long. And then I had a uh, Night of the End playing over 134, the opening of 134, for so long in my head. I always just imagined that. Uh, but you know, it, it's fine if they want to change it. I I do wonder if they're going to use like some of those tracks they haven't used in a long time, like the Vogel and um, even. The orchestral version of the Attack on Titan theme that was in the last soundtrack. If they're going to use that in the next part, because they haven't used either of those, they haven't used the second track I said yet at all, and the Vogel they haven't used since the Reiner reveal. I don't think of him being the Armored Titan. So I don't know. These are really nerdy things to complain about. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm still very satisfied with the episode. It was worth the wait, I would say. Um, it just kind of—it was just the more I think about it, more it was really just a setup episode for the next episode. Like it was just it kind of just a lot of stuff happens and then just ends on a cliffhanger before we really get into the meat of it. Um, the next episode will have a lot. That, that see, this episode I feel covered all of the chapters that everyone, even if they didn't like the manga, they said like, okay, these chapters were at least okay to amazing. Especially like 131, 133, 134. Uh, those chapters are like beloved. But like the rest of the chapters of the series have a, are a lot more controversial, which will make me wonder how they'll handle those. Because these are the easy chapters to adapt. These are the safe ones. The next episode, they're going to have to do... 135 is somewhat... That, that's just going to be really hard to animate. Uh, 136, also very hard to animate. Uh, 137, I feel like, is kind of just controversial with a lot of what happens, but I think that's probably the most, like, you know, that chapter is very, people are like, okay, that's badass. What happens in that chapter is good. That's, like, the next highlight that everyone agrees on is pretty epic. Um, and then 138 is, uh, I mean, that's 
where Aaron dies. That is the most con- probably the second most controversial scene in the whole series of the manga is Mikasa killing Aaron. So that will be extremely interesting to see how that's played out. And then, um, last but not least, the no, I don't want that. Mikasa finding another man. No. I want her to think about me for another 10 years at least. That, that, or we are going to, I don't know if we're going to see that, but that's like, that's, is an infamy for all of manga in general. So, are they going to do that? I don't know. The whole chapter 139 is full of a lot of just odd moments. Reiner smelling the letter from Historia. Uh, um, Armin thanking Aaron for mass genocide. You know, a lot of just odd moments. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Overall, I think this... If it, I, I don't know if I consider this an episode. I think, okay, so this is... I'll say this is two episodes. There's part one, which is the opening up until Hanji's death, and then part two is everything after that to the ending i it's tough i think the first part is definitely the better one just because the next part's kind of just not much happens it's just a lot of like the i mean stuff happens but it's not anything crazy first part you got all the action uh i would say it, it i don't i don't know if it's in my top five episodes of the series it might be i don't know I'll have to think on that. But, yeah, guys. Uh, wait's finally over. It's here. Um, I am personally very satisfied. I, I'm curious to see how the general public will react to it compared to the other rest of the final... The tone of this is a lot different from the rest of the final season, I feel like. It's a, you get this movie-like feel to it, and it has this, like I said, this sense of dread really this real sense of dread that you didn't get before um but yeah i think that's all i really got to say uh thank you to the animation team mappa for taking your time and delivering a very fantastic product the animation was incredible so yeah anyways thank you guys for listening i hope you all have a great rest of your day Don't forget to eat your fucking cinnamon rolls. Peace.